Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Gimme Zone right here with you on the ref. We've got a PGA Championship leaderboard to talk about today. It is moving day underway from up in Oak Hill National. And, well, if the story of the season was who could stack up more majors, John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler, we're staying on script, Jackson. We certainly are. Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm not playing well, really, coming into this week. I don't know exactly where he fell uh, after day number two. I, b- I believe it was outside the cut line, though. I believe he missed the cut. I'm going to have Josh clarify that for me in just a second. But Scotty Scheffler is the one who's stacking up right now. I'm not surprised to see it. Josh and I are going to get into some stat lines with that a little bit later. Brian's going to be kind of going uh, as far as who looks well coming down the stretch. We're going to be looking forward to that. But none of these names up here on the leaderboard so far, Josh, surprise me necessarily, especially considering after studying these stat lines, there's a very clear reason why. Scotty Scheffler. Up top, Victor Hovland. Up top, five under par, Scotty Scheffler. Brian, uh, no, no surprise to see him back in the mix. Scotty looks like he's dialed in this week. He's putting much better than he did last week. His ball striking is spot on, and this is a ball strikers course. You keep hearing that over and over again from the announcers. They're spot on. It's a ball strikers course. It, Scotty's going to be tough to beat, but Victor Hovland's right there with him. What do you think about that? I think it's very exciting, Jackson. It's going to be very exciting. Victor Hovland, he's kind of solidifying himself as an early major favorite. He's just got a breakthrough on the weekend. Today's going to be very telling for Victor Hovland, uh, especially considering this is a very uh, – if you're from the northern regions of the world, not just the United States, but maybe from where Victor and Corey are from, you know, Canada and Norway respectively, these are not conditions you're going to be too unfamiliar with. And so right now it's a cold, rainy day out there. Uh, going to be softening things up. Both of those guys have relatively low ball flights for, for PGA Tour professionals. They can hit it high, but ultimately they love to hit it low. They, they've had to grow up learning that way. And then Scotty Scheffler is just, I mean, he's a ball-striking freak. And so I'm not surprised to see him up there whatsoever. I guess it would behoove us and... It would be of your benefit, everyone, to just run down the leaderboard as we enter this moving day at the PGA Championship from Oak Hill Country Club up in Rochester, New York. It is Scotty Scheffler tied atop. Corey Connors, uh, he'll he'll be in that final pairing with Scotty Scheffler. And uh, Victor Hovland is tied for the lead as well, five under par. You've got Justin Sue and Bryson DeChambeau. They are both three under par. Brooks Kepka, familiar name there, alongside Callum Tarrant. They are two under par. Taylor Pendrith and Justin Rose, they are one under par. That, that's it for players under par, Jackson. I mean, at the end of yesterday, there were 10 players under par. That number is less now. And so this is a golf course that is playing brutal by every respect. They were doing interviews with the players. I believe it was either – after Thursday's round or at the end of Friday's round, but they were asking players, what would a 10 handicap go out and shoot at Oak Hill? Not one of them said that they would break 100. Some of them said they wouldn't break 120. Really? Yes. Like, the course is playing that difficult. The rough is about four inches thick, and, I mean, if the ball sits down in it, you're toast. I mean, that's you have to take punishment. There is no hacking out. Even Brooks Kepka himself, unless he got a very favorable lie, would not be advancing it more than 100 yards out of that rough. It is playing incredibly difficult and narrow. So, speaking of the, the Norman Tigers, who we'll talk to in just a moment, the uh, 
ability to go out just a little bit before sometimes has its advantages in golf tournaments. That will be the case, though. It's it's not going out an hour earlier, Brian. But Victor Hovland not in that final pairing today. He gets to set the pace for those uh, behind him, Scotty Scheffler and Corey Connors. Is that a factor at all today for Victor Hovland, Brian? And then just your general thoughts, the, the conditions you've seen so far at, at Oak Hill. Well, Josh, you know, they've got these fairways so firm and so fast. You're seeing 30, 40, 50-yard rollouts. The fairways are sloped, and so guys are hitting it down the middle, and it's ending up in the rough. The rough is, oh, it looks like it's, what, two, two and a half inches. The ball is sitting down at the bottom, makes it tough. So I give anybody even par or better a shot right now because in my mind, and I could be wrong, but in my mind, eight under is going to win this golf tournament, 10 under max. You know, but I think eight is you're going to be right there hunting. And to your comment about Victor Hovland going out with Sue, I think it's a tremendous advantage for him to, on moving day, not have the pressure of being in the same group with with Scheffler because I think Scotty puts so much pressure on you with his ball striking that that can unnerve a lot of people. And And I think it's much better for Victor to not be paired with him today because we saw what happened, you know, when he was paired in the final group of the Open Championship last summer. That didn't work out so well, right? Didn't work out well at all, Brian. And we saw it kind of again at the Masters. He was there in contention through day one, day two, and he just stagnated, and he went a little bit further backwards on the weekend. And so him not having the pressure, him trying to find his rhythm in the majors is going to be a very good thing. Brian, as far as your stat line goes, I mean, you're, you're right on the mark. I would probably even lower that to about two over. I mean, any of those guys who are right there. Cause really? I would probably lower it even two over. I mean, any one of those guys, because you don't know what kind of day either Scotty Scheffler, Corey Connors, or Victor Hovland are going to have. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler is the one you would expect to go out and stay consistent. But Corey Connors, really unproven in majors. And so we're sure. going to see what he kind of does as far as um, – weekend pressure at a PGA championship is going to be like, and we've seen Victor Hovland's track record. And I love Victor Hovland so uh, very much. I mean, Oklahoma boy, Oklahoma state grad, but we know that he has a tendency to kind of falter on the weekend. So I would love to see him not. I want, I want him to, to have his chance in the sun here, but it's, it's going to be very tough for Victor Hovland. The, the one that most people are shocked to see that I'm not shocked to see there at all is actually Bryson DeChambeau. Really? It is, because if you look at it, when he won at Wingfoot, very similar very similar topographies. He got along with Wingfoot very well, and he is up there in that leaderboard for a much different reason. It's because he's just bombing it off the tee. Because Wingfoot – not, excuse me, Wingfoot. Oak Hill plays very much hourglass-shaped. It's very much designed for the normal hitter to be at the most risk. Bryson DeChambeau is still able to hit it past most of the risk. And so he's going to put himself where most players are trying to get rolling out. He's going to be able to fly it there. Bryson DeChambeau is picking apart this golf course with distance right now. His driving is on. I believe I was looking at his stat line. He's first off the tee. Like, he's just he's just absolutely striping it off the tee box. That'll be a great recipe always. And it's, it's catapulting him into that spot right now. Well... What do you make, Brian? Bryson DeChambeau, his chances? Uh, I mean, obviously he's two two strokes back on moving day. He's got a shot, but what do you make of all of this? 
Yeah, he played excellent that you know uh, the last two rounds of live event last week, and so I feel like his game's coming back back into shape with his refined body. I guess is the best way to put it. He's lost forty pounds or whatever. You know, he kind of went from looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy to now he's a guy that's kind of ripped up and looks in great shape. And so I think he's still adjusting to his new body shape, and that does matter in golf. And and I'm going to have to see a little more out of him. But like you, I wouldn't be shocked. He's got the game. My question is whether his putting can hold up. You know, he's a little bit rigid putting, and, and that usually just doesn't lend to a lot of consistency. But we'll see. He's a great ball striker. And, it, you know, it's a ball striker. Of course, you see all the great ball strikers are at the top of the leaderboard. But the story to me so far is Michael Block, right? I mean, this is what the PGA is all for, allowing local sectional pros to qualify and to have one, you know, it's been, oh, I think, since the mid-'90s, since one's made a, uh, a run like this, this deep into the tournament. But isn't that a fantastic story? And wouldn't you love just to see the guy go out and throw, throw up a two-under today and be right there in the hunt tomorrow? It would be awesome. Mike Block is kind of the underdog story going into this for sure, Josh. And I'll tell you what, the, the last time I think we saw this was the Cinderella at uh, Oakmont in 2016 and Andrew Landry guy who was in contention all four days that was the last time we've seen something I think very similar to this maybe maybe Richard Bland would be kind of one of the talking points here his performance I believe it was at Port Rush but Block is definitely an interesting story and he's playing some good golf five off the lead because here's the thing local pros are different than playing pros and people oftentimes don't distinguish the two. People hear pro and you're like, oh, you can go out and fire 65 any day of the week. Not necessarily the case. And so this is a guy who's a local pro. He has worked on his game clearly. Otherwise, he wouldn't be even par through two days it, at one of the toughest golf courses they've, been, they've played in the last five years. I mean, this is just – it's incredible to go out and see. And it would be amazing if he could go out and mar- mac- ah, mount a serious charge towards the Wanamaker. Do we have any idea weather-wise what the situation will be the rest of the day? I mean, they're I'm watching. They're scraping uh, water off the fairways as we speak. Yeah. I mean, is this what it's going to be like all day? It, it might be. I know that they predicted – They've Lots got the squeegees. I mean, they're pushing it around out there. They are, and so it is. Which, hey, I, I love. I think it's a very exciting to watch in a is. major championship. If if play can continue on, I mean, if if you don't continue and the weather's just that bad, that's one thing entirely. But no, looks like Sunday it's going to be pretty sunny, but it is going to be windy for New York standards up there. Going to be blowing uh, anywhere from 10, 15 miles an hour. And so it will it will sun up a little bit uh, going into Sunday, but they are going to have to battle the wind a little bit more. So this will be great. They're going to be dealing with four different days uh, of golf all throughout, and it's going to be an exciting finish down the stretch. Well, it is going to be a ton of fun. We'll keep you updated as we go along throughout the morning at uh, Oak Hill Country Club. What's happening again? It is Scotty Scheffler. Tied with Corey Connors and Victor Hovland up top of the board right now. And let's see, they are set to go off at uh, 140 for Hovland and 150 for Scheffler and Connors. So they'll be they'll be teeing off well after we sign off, but we'll keep you up to date with uh, everything else going on at the PGA Championship between now and when we sign off at noon. 
we, we got the Norman Tigers, though, in the house. We talked uh, with Coach last week. We talked with Sebastian Salazar last week. But we are bringing the Norman Tigers in in full this week, the first state championship in program history. How did they get this thing done? How did they stay the course? The Tigers from Norman. Join us next to talk title town right after this on the Gibby Zone. Time after time I've done my sentence but committed no crime and bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my shells and kicked in my Well, you tell me, gentlemen, how does uh, how does that sound? You are the champions, the the state champions, twenty twenty three. How about that? First time in uh, program history for the Norman Tigers. We've got Ben Campbell, the seniors, uh, by the way, in the house with us. Ben Campbell, Denon Norman, and Quinn Robertson. Gentlemen, how are we doing this morning? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Well, uh, let, let's start just left to right here, at, at least from my vantage point. Ben, uh, man, how did you guys get this done? Um, it started a long time ago, back in the winter, and like when we got into school, the workouts in the morning, practices, it, uh, we didn't win a tournament, but it didn't really feel unexpected for us, uh, to win it. Well, talking with Coach last week, Dennon, the, uh, the conversation was, yeah, you, you would have liked to have been in that final three going off, uh, in the final round, but Coach said, hey, this is an advantage for us, and you guys made it that advantage. So what was the mindset? Uh, playing a little bit from behind, but not by much. I think you were six, seven strokes back, back which is not a, a ton in team golf, but uh, what was it like going out a little bit before that final group, and what was the mindset going in? Uh, obviously, like, we got better weather. Like, wind wasn't picking up for us, so we knew we had an advantage there. And then to get in the clubhouse, we knew we had to be at a certain number. On the 17th tee, Greg told us if we were at 37 over, we would win the tournament. So we got it to that, and then we just waited and waited it out, and then it ended up winning by six shots, so it felt good. Quinn, uh, take me through. What was what was this championship victory like for you and this team? Uh, it was just wonderful uh, to be able to do it as a team. You know, as been said, we were within a few shots all year throughout our tournaments, but we never quite clicked. We always were missing a fourth or a third score, and it finally clicked in the last round, and we played our back nine phenomenally. What uh, what happened on that back nine, Quinn? I'll just stay with you. What what uh, what did this team find? What did you guys dial up and channel? Well, I'm not quite sure because uh, whenever I checked the live scoring after my first nine, we were down 12 going into our last nine, and, you know, we came back and won by six. So we just played our hearts out and left it all out there. Ben, uh, from your vantage point, what was the thought process entering the, the final nine? I know Coach had made the comment that that's what we're playing for is just a chance in the final nine. But uh, what, what was your thought process as this team <laughs> embarked on the final nine? Right. Um, for me, uh, I, I, I don't like looking at the scoring, so I had no idea where we were at or where we were at. I was just, just trying to – grind out the whole time like our coach said the whole year just find a way to get one stroke wherever you can so that's all I was trying to do just grind as much as I could and then on uh, the 16th hole on my pro shot uh, 
uh, our coach said that our freshman shot four over, and I was right around there, I was four three. So I kind of just started to play a little bit aggressive, and he seemed excited, so I, I knew he had a chance. So, <laughs> how, how do you approach that, Denon? Are you a scoreboard watcher, or do you steer clear? What, what's the approach for you? No, nah, I don't really get on the scoreboard. I I don't like to watch it because it makes me makes me feel like I gotta go after something, and then. I didn't look at it. I knew we were down 12. I heard that after the round when we wrapped it up. But Greg doesn't like us on our phone, so I don't. I don't do it. But yeah, that's that's good to listen to, Coach. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no need to get caught up in uh, in any of that uh, nonsense until it's finished. What what stands out about this team, uh, Quinn? I mean, what what was this team like to be a part of? Obviously, one of the the senior leaders here. But uh, fr- from your vantage point, I mean, what was special about this group? I just think all the hard work we put in, like Ben said, uh, we were working out every morning at 7 a.m. in the gym uh, before any team was up, and we were usually at the course longer than anybody else. You know, we just put in that hard work all year long, and it finally paid off in the end. The course itself, what what was challenging, Ben, and I guess ultimately what was what suited the eye well, because it suited the, the Tigers' eye well enough to capture a state title. So what, what can you share with us about the course itself? Um, uh, I was the greens. The greens were all. Uh, we we knew they were gonna be uh, challenging. Yeah, challenging. We 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 knew from the beginning. So we we tried to go into it with a positive mentality that everyone else is gonna be saying, "Oh, these greens are bad," and like I can't make a putt. But if we go into it as a more of a challenge and more of a like, a, I don't know, you know, just as a positive and a way for us to help. Uh, then it could help us more than other teams. It could like hurt other teams, but it could help us, and that's kind of the thought that we tried to keep the whole time. Dan, and I'll just let you tee off on that same question. I know the the buzzword is winter kill, right? Which yep. is it's hard to keep a, a course. Uh, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Uh, certain months throughout the year, and and you guys knew that you would be up against a little bit of that on the greens. So, w- what was your thought process approaching the greens? Uh, life on the greens because. You guys in this team, I mean, you kept a level head when maybe others out there in the state uh, tournament did not. Uh, I think, I mean, what we were told to do is just fairways and greens because that's all that really mattered. I mean, low scores were good, but, I mean, it was all about fairways and greens because if you got into any trouble out there, I mean, you were, you were screwed. So we we kept it together, and we knew we weren't going to make the you know, as many putts as we wanted, so we just kind of kept that, and then... We ended up playing pretty well this third round, shot 293, and that was that was a really good score on a rough course, but we knew to just keep a positive mentality going into it. That was the best score all week yeah. of, of anybody, uh, a team score. Quinn, uh, not not just at the, the state tournament, but when did you know that, that this team, okay, uh, you know, Sebastian, first individual win, I, I think it was the first team win, right? Yeah. This yep. year, but uh, – you know, obviously you were in contention elsewhere. When did you know that this team could do something like this, or when did you start to believe that? Well, I'd love to say at the start, but we kind of knew that we'd have a chance, but we didn't know how big of a chance. But I think as soon as we started getting within a shot or two, whenever we didn't have our best stuff by far, and we just had three scores or two scores, and we were just being able to put ourselves in contention every tournament we played in almost and just never clicked, and we finally clicked, and that's all that mattered. Ben asked uh, Quinn this question, but what stands out about this group? I mean, as one of the elder statesmen on this team that creates history for Norman, what will you remember about it? What was special about this group? 
Um, I think uh, just like our uh, how close we were. Uh, maybe we weren't close at the beginning of the season, but we've known each other since middle school, so uh, we we found our way back. And and I think the big part is just that like uh, compared to other teams that we've seen, even at our like uh, was it at Dornick, we we noticed that we so we're eating next to another team. And they're all on our, their phones. They didn't say a word to each other. And, and we kind of just realized that, like, we are a lot closer than other teams are in this state. And it was pretty cool, it was pretty cool to see that, I guess. Has that history element sunk in at all, Denon? I oh. mean, this is, this is amazing. You guys are the first to do this. And, and it, Brian and I were talking last week, how have the Norman Tigers historically never done this? Well, whatever. They hadn't done it historically. You guys are the first team to do this. So how – how has that sunk in for you? What does it mean to you to be a part of this? I mean, yeah, I definitely think it's sunk in. I think it'll sink in more when I get my ring. But I think, um, I mean, I don't know, it just feels good because, I mean, we didn't win a tournament all year, and it just feels good to win the one that only matters. So, we, I mean, we did it. I mean, and we won by six shots. We won in pure fashion, I think. Yeah, yeah, won uh, comfortably enough anyways, yeah. right? This group, uh, one of the things that, that Coach and Sebastian shared with us last week was you guys were hard workers. Yeah. 7 a.m. again and again and again in months when other people, guess what? They want to sleep in. They want to stay out of the cold. They <laughs> don't want to take part of any of that nonsense. So how hardworking of a team of a group was this, Denon? I think, I mean, obviously getting up at 7, it's cold outside. We're running. We're lifting weights. I mean, it. I don't want to. I mean, we are hard workers. I I think we're we're probably the most hard workers in the state, and I think that pretty much showed because that was our first 54 hole tournament, and then we ended up playing the third round, the best. I mean, I think that speaks for itself. I think that says we're the most conditioned team on the course. Quinn, what about uh, for you fr- from that standpoint? I mean, how how hard working was this group, and what was it like? Some of those, uh, well, maybe even earlier than 7 a.m. mornings, right, <laughs> to go work out. Yeah, I mean, I think it was all part of Greg's plan in the end is uh, keeping us accountable. Like, even if we were running a little late, somebody was running late, doesn't matter who, we'd all have to run with them because if one person falls behind, we got to carry them up as a team. Ben, the, the leadership angle with this uh, this group, what what was your role there and, and how seriously did you take that? Um, I think that me and Denon both, we – we took we took it seriously, but um, I think that everyone had the same goal. So uh, uh, really, it wasn't it wasn't a as big of a task as as it could have been. I think we all just really wanted to win, and we all just uh, did what we needed to do. So I'll let all three of you speak to this if you want to. <clears throat> just the the moment itself, when you you capture the championship trophy, you know that you're the, the kings of the, the mountaintop. What was that moment like for each of you with, with this team? What what stands out about the moment you, you won this state title? Okay. Um, <laughs> you go and then I'll go. Okay, well, I actually – there was two there was two moments. that well, First off is I never looked at the score, like like I said. So, so uh, And I had zero idea that S- Sebastian was even in contention. I had no idea where he was at. And then afterwards, they were like, "Oh, Sebastian won! Like it's over!" And I was like, "I, I was like, oh, oh my gosh! Like okay, so <laughs> he just won that." And then uh, so uh, we all kind of got ready for a playoff. That was our thing. So we were trying to stay ready because we were that uh, second to last group. So we were just waiting for an hour, uh, really. So we were trying to get ready, uh, putting, and we went to the range and everything. And and uh, we noticed that we got like a shot ahead or two shots ahead. And then 
two of the Stillwater's players, uh, they came up on the range and they were like, you don't need to hit balls, it's over. And, uh, and so then we stopped hitting balls and Greg was like, keep hitting balls, like what are you doing? Like, <laughs> don't listen to them. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to sit there after you finish and wait for an hour to see if you want or not. Because we know we got to what we wanted to get at. So, and we know we played a good round to win. And the hour of sitting there, I mean, we went and hit balls because we were warming up because we expect a playoff. But I think, it was, yeah, it was great. But after picking up that trophy and realizing it, it was, I don't even know, I don't even have words to say for it. It was just, it was great. I think uh, leading back to the first day, like uh, we were down six and we knew we weren't going to be in the last group, but we all still knew we had a chance, like, Nothing changed in our mindset and our attitudes how we're going to play the next day because, like, we always knew that we were going to have a chance to play. Well, and for the three of you, not that uh, the other golfers on this team aren't a part of this, but for Coach Grost, you're a part of the whole journey for Coach at Norman High when he, you know, comes out of retirement to take this thing over and embark on this. Do you guys remember that first meeting with Coach? What stands out about that first meeting? And, I mean, here you are, uh, the, the mission accomplished later. What stands out about that first meeting, Ben? Or Denon? Oh, okay, I, get, I remember one thing, and it stuck with us the entire three to four years, or I guess three years, is we just needed a chance with nine holes to play. And I don't know, but I don't know if 12 shots is a chance with nine holes to play. <laughs> but I know we did shoot one under as a team on that nine holes that did give us a chance but yeah that was our that was our first meeting outside Norman High in the little little outside area and he was just like we're gonna get to work we're gonna do workouts and we're gonna give ourselves a chance with nine holes to play and we did it well and sure enough mission accomplished sure enough mission accomplished uh, just in closing uh, whichever one of the three of you wants this just what what does coach mean to you, and what what has it been like getting to go uh, into the battle lines with Coach Grost? I think we all say something. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be anywhere I was right now without Coach Grost today. I mean, it's, uh, I would not be near the player I am. I mean, he's pushed me. Um, days I didn't want to get up to go work out, yeah, I would be there because I knew I was going to have to run with my team. I knew they would. So I had to hold myself accountable. He held myself accountable to everything, so. I don't think I'd be the player I was today without Coach Gross. And, yeah, for me, um, after my freshman year, I went to uh, Norman North, and then I decided to come back just because I knew this was a better spot for me. And uh, and Greg was not – I mean, it was the first time I really had any, like, conversation with him as my coach. I've known him before, and he, he, t- he told me straight up, like, you're going to get your act together, and I'm going to make sure that happens. And <laughs> and I am, I'm really glad that it happened, and he, he's had a big impact on my life. And – I, I'm in a great spot, a spot where I want to be at now, and, and that's that's because of him. So. I just think that he's impacted everybody on this team's life in a different way. Uh, all of us seniors, I mean, he's got us going to college, so <laughs> it's a pretty cool deal. I mean, you don't see a lot of kids that get to go to college play golf or any sport in general, and so for all three of us to be up here on the board going to where we want to be and go <laughs> chase the next dream is making it pro. Well, and I know I said last question here, but why, why don't you guys share where you're all going? What is, what is the next step for each of you? You can go. Okay. Uh, I, I just committed to Cameron University with former teammate Carson Wright, and so I'm going to go there and see what I can do there. That's fantastic. 
Uh, I'm going to go play for Coach Lynn at Oklahoma Christian, and they're competing for another national championship this year, so it should be fun to watch them compete as well. Um, Some final yeah, minute coaching there from Coach Gross <laughs> for Ben. Yeah, I, I have a I have a offer from Odessa and uh, like a, a letter. Of, what is it like verbal verbal intent? So that's that's kind of where I stand right now. Very mm-hmm. cool. Well, congratulations to all of you guys. I mean, where this thing goes going forward beyond this state championship, the, the this trio of seniors right here, you're a foundational piece of whatever happens next for, for Norman. But congratulations to each of you, and uh, thanks so much for joining us here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. The Norman Tigers. We keep talking to the Tigers next. Right after this, take a timeout. It's the Gimme Zone. Gimme Zone on the ref right here. Take a T.O. We roll on. Talking to the Tigers. With the state champs live with you right here on the ref. It's the Gimme Zone. So happy to be hanging out with the the visitors from Titletown, the the Tigers right here on the the ref. We've got Benson Deem in the house. We've got Maddox Valentine in the house. Sebastian Salazar is with us as well. And, and want to especially uh, mention Cade Wilson, who we thought was going to be able to be here today but uh, just didn't work out that way but Cade Wilson a big part of this top seven for this group in route to a state championship and uh, everybody on this roster obviously a part of uh, the path to a state championship Benson uh, what was it like winning this state title how did you guys get this accomplished um it's kind of weird uh winning it as a f- true freshman um obviously I still have three years left to play so um it's pretty cool but obviously we still have to play another three years here and hopefully get the job done as that, many times as possible. That's right. Let's. You guys are the future of this thing, uh, and, and hopefully this is just, yeah, a, a sign of things to come. Being a freshman, though, in, in a big spot like that, what was it like for you and how much – we talked to the, the senior leaders a second ago. How important were those guys for you? Um, it's pretty important knowing that – because uh, the first two rounds I actually didn't play that good, knowing that – if I go out and don't play good, that they're going to have my back. Um, they're the bad times, so it gives me more confidence over the ball going into the third round. Maddox Valentine with us. Maddox, uh, state champion, how does that sound to you? It's pretty great. Still hasn't really sunk in. Uh, I didn't play at state, but I just think it's so cool for this team. Like, every these seniors, they deserve it. Like, they, they work their butt off every day for this. Like, this is, like – something that we've been working for the last three years with Greg. So it's just absolutely awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about these seniors. Uh, what was it like getting to to play with these guys? And what was it like learning from those guys? I mean, what do these seniors mean to you? These seniors mean the world. Like, seriously, these guys are the best captains we could have ever asked for. Um, like, like I said, they lead us in the battle week in and week out. Like, it's 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 110 percent or nothing like you're there to be there and there's a reason and we're there to win like there's nothing else um i've learned so much from these guys just from a like a golf perspective and also just like like my personality wise and just being like growing up and just i don't know i've just learned so much and just so thankful for them well maddox you you said didn't play at state but obviously a huge part of getting to stay in everything that built up to this championship just the way that this group went about choosing the top five golfers. Could you share with everybody how this team went about that? And do you think it helped this team win a state championship? 
So, yeah, we went out and just me for the fifth spot, me, Kate, and Benson uh, went and did qualifying, and Benson won the spot, and truly whatever's going to help this team is the best thing that that's what I wanted for State. And so whoever Greg thought had the best chance, and obviously Benson played his spot in, so – the the moment celebrating with this this group what was it like for you what was it like for this team yeah it was it was awesome i actually didn't get there until they after like after they finished but they still didn't know if they won or not but um it was pretty wild just getting there and not really knowing if we had won or not and then all of a sudden kind of just figuring it out and it was just it's crazy we were all just kind of in shock it has to be, uh, yeah, just a, a whirlwind. Sebastian, uh, we, we talked obviously last week, but uh, how, how big of a whirlwind is it? Uh, a state golf tournament, the the team side, the individual side, you've been through this now where you've won an individual championship, you won a team championship. What is the, the tournament like in between the lines? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, and uh, uh, it hasn't sunk in yet. It's It's amazing, like, being able to call myself a state champion, both individually and as a team, I mean, we worked very hard all the year, so it paid off, and it's it's amazing. The top seven on this team, I mean, you got talented golfers that not each and every event took part as one of the, the five bags on the event just because the team's so good. How good was this top seven at Norman High, Sebastian? Oh, it was great. I mean, you could be one bag one week, and then the next week you could be fighting for your fifth spot, so it was we have three seniors that were part of starting five, and Maddox, Caden, uh, Benson, and myself. I mean, we we played for a spot every week. I mean, nobody get had a guaranteed spot. You had to you play play yourself into the spot. Benson, now we we start thinking about okay, what's next for the Norman Tigers? Can they go repeat? Can they win another one after that? H- how good is this program going forward? What do you, what do you think about the future for yourself and for these Tigers? Um, I think our future looks just about as good as it did this year. Um, obviously, the three seniors are going to leave, but that just means Sebastian Maddox, um, Kate, and I are going to have to step up and play a bigger role in the team. We have a few freshmen coming in, so hopefully one of them will be able to step up and make a fifth bag. So, For each of you, what's working well with the game uh, individually, and what are each of you – I mean, what's next in terms of what you're trying to tighten up and get better? Um, for me right now, I'm kind of liking the way I putt the ball and long game is starting to come together a little more. Yeah, for me, uh, I'm just kind of trying to get my ball striking, just get to the center of the club face every time, but nothing's going too great. Nothing's going too poor. So, I mean, I'm hitting my irons pretty good. Uh, I'm driving the ball well and I'm, I'm getting the ball in the hole, which is like, most important. You can hit everything good and but not get the ball in the hole and you can shoot 76, 77. So I'm just scrambling as good as I've been in, in quite a while. I'm hitting my irons pretty good. I'm driving it amazing. So it's just paying off, yeah. For Benson and Sebastian, what was the course like? I know we've, we've talked a lot about the greens, but just the course itself, what was the, the challenge of it, and uh, how did you guys go win this thing? Um, I think the challenge of it was realizing that you weren't going to play every hole the way you wanted to, that you were going to get bad breaks because of the conditions and all, and just realizing that when you do get those bad breaks, it's not always your fault, and you've got to be able to step up to the next tee clear-minded and ready to go. Say, like, you can make a bogey on one hole, have it not be your fault, but then you can also go make a birdie. I mean, uh, the hard part was getting a ball in the hole. I mean, uh, the greens, they had winter kill, so it was hard to pot on them. 
And, uh, of course, as Spencer said, you're not going to hit every shot great. You're going to hit a bad shot every once in a while. So it's just keeping your head up, and uh, you might hit a good shot, hit it five feet, and have a bunch of winter kill in the way. And it's not really a easy five-footer now. So it was getting keeping the ball in play first and green, as uh, I think Denon said. That's what the game plan was for the week. And uh, if, a putts, if a couple of putts happen to drop, you'd be in a good spot. What do you, what do you guys take from the way you won this state championship, the way that uh, you were able to rally from behind? What, what can this team take out of this experience going forward? Um, I mean, obviously it's a good experience to be um, realize that not everything has to go your way in order to win. Like, we were, I think, in fourth going into the final round and realizing that even though you didn't play good the first two rounds, that you can still make a move on the final round and put yourself in a spot to win it. I mean, we were 12th back in into the final nine. Um, and uh, I think a couple of us had a bad start on the back nine, myself included. I had a double on hole 11, and I think I saw a double from someone else on hole 12. I'm not sure. So, uh, I mean, but we had Denon, who had, I think, four birdies on the back nine, something like that, which was crazy. Uh, I managed to bounce back with some birdies down to stretch, and uh, we all played very solid on the back nine, which was which was great. And uh, she didn't want under the back nine to come back 12th behind and ended up winning by six. That's that's something on Bailey. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I think also, too, it just shows how much mental, like, grit this team has. Like, we'll just go in and just grind. Like, it does not matter the conditions, like we said with Bailey, but it just – there's no stopping. Like, we just keep it going no matter what. Well, in, in closing for the three of you, and then we'll talk to Coach to close this hour, but – what are you guys going to remember about this team? I know I've asked, hey, what's next for the Tigers? And obviously the three of you will be a big part of that, and we hope there's more championships to come. But this group, let's take a moment to pause, to celebrate, to enjoy and bask in this thing a little bit. What will you remember about this team and what was cool about being a part of this team for each of you? Um, I'm probably going to remember the three seniors that are going to be leaving next year because they really were the glue of this team. They held us all together through the good times and the bad times. Yeah, I think also, too, it's just – like me and me and Kate have been with these guys for three years now, um, and it's just like our, our it's like a family. We truly are just a family. It's gonna be sad seeing those guys go, but we can just keep on the traditions and keep on um, just our the way that we do things. And there's no change in that, and we can just keep it going and hopefully repeat next year. Obviously, with three seniors leaving, uh, this is my first year here, and uh, I really uh, came uh, like. I was close to these guys, even though I only knew them for a year. Felt like I knew them for more than that. And uh, as Maddox said, we're all kind of like a family here. So it's gonna, it's sad to see them go. But uh, next year, we'll just grind. Uh, we work every hard, work very hard uh, since seven o'clock in the morning again, and hopefully put us, put ourselves in contention for state next year. Best way to honor those seniors. Go win the thing again, right? <laughs> Keep that legacy rolling. Hey, but congratulations to the three of you. Uh, Benson Deem, Maddox Valentine, and Sebastian Salazar with us. Gentlemen, thank you so much, and congratulations. State champs. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll take a timeout, come back. Let's hear from Coach Grost to put a bow tie on celebrating with the Tigers for this morning, though the uh, celebration never totally stops for this group, right, because uh, – Hey, they are the first in history to track down a state title for the Tigers from out at Bailey Ranch. Taking a quick T.O., we'll be back right here on The Ref. Back with you. It is the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. We've got Coach Greg Gross with us. 
couple of Tigers, the seniors, uh, with us as well. We've got Denon Norman and Quinn Robertson right here as well. Coach, one thing I didn't ask you about last week is uh, the headset. Is it a little, little, little wonky? We'll get there. And nobody panic, everybody. We will get there eventually. All right, we're all situated now. Coach, uh, one thing I didn't ask you about last week, a, a national championship at OU, state championship here at Norman. I'm sure you believe that this would be possible, but that puts you in, I would imagine, a select category or maybe just your own category. What does it mean to you to – I know that it's about these golfers in here, but individually, I mean, that's that's got to be kind of wild to think about. Well, it's, it's, it's fun to think about in past tense. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so old, I'm ancient, and I got a lot of calls from some of my former players at OU, and that became the end thing was to call and ask if I had to use a wheelchair on the golf course uh, if I could still see the golf ball. But, uh, um, yeah, it's been fun. Um, when I said I would do this, when some people in town asked me if I would consider doing it, I want to do it to give back That's that, because golf has been great to me. It still is. That's what I do for a living. Um, so I wanted to see if I could give back. I knew um, the three seniors. Okay, they were puppies at that time. Okay, I'd known them since they were even younger. And, um, uh, and, and obviously some guys that have already graduated, Carson and – I knew Camden, and uh, so it was fun. It was a challenge. Um, there's a lot of differences, and there's a lot of similarities. I mean, team golf, whether it's college golf or high school golf, it doesn't really change. It's 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 what people see on TV theoretically with the Ryder Cup or the or the Palmer Cup or whatever you want to call it, because it's just about guys. It's an individual sport, but collectively, it's a team result. And so, um, with individuals like that, it's not like you know, having a nine-person baseball team and putting them out there on the mound every th- and change out one, you know, one player every game because of the pitcher. These guys have to go at it every day, um, and it, it's a matter of watching them develop um, individually and collectively. Uh, mature, maturing, that's the biggest difference. I mean, whether you're trying to make, put five, you know, have five guys play and count four scores at college, or whether it's high school, it's the same game. It's exactly the same format, and it's a maturity deal, you know, where the college guys, you, you worry about them and going out and having a good time at college, which, which is what guys do and, you know, and whatever. The high school guys do it as well, but it's just different things. I mean, I never dreamed about orthodontist appointments, driver's ed, <laughs> prom. Okay, these were things that I never really dealt with with sure. college guys. Um, but you have to adjust, and, and I have to adjust as well. So, uh, you know, collectively, it's the same thing. But watching them mature, um, you know, watching them in here today and listening to them uh, is uh, has been a blast because their their true individual personalities come out. Well, and obviously, I mean, a credit to you to be. I, I don't know if there's an Oklahoma State coach that has has done that that that, that won a, a state championship. Mike McGraw. Mike and I actually spoke yesterday or day before yesterday, and I was congratulating on him on Baylor playing well at regionals, going to nationals. And uh, I've known Mike for a long time. I tried to hire him as an assistant coach for me at OU. And uh, uh, I, I'm sure he's glad he didn't come to OU. He went to Oklahoma State, won national championships. Uh, great Oklahoma State coach. And now he's obviously a Baylor chasing a championship. But uh, apparently, from what I have been told, Mike and I are the only two that anybody knows of that ever won a state championship and a national championship. But well, we didn't win them. We, we were involved with sure. them. Sure. 
Um, Directed. Yeah, but it was a little different because he went high school national and I went national high school. So uh, it's a little bit backwards. But now I can't corroborate that, but supposedly some other people are trying to do that. So. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Well, I mean, it's a credit to you. Obviously, you're a terrific leader and you've got a couple of great leaders right next to you, Coach. Uh, why, uh, why didn't Norman and Quinn Robertson in these uh, two seats right now? Well, I think they wanted to sit down and make the other guys sit on the floor. But, uh, <laughs> but honestly, no, they're – you know, the three seniors, um, they took control of this three years ago when they were young because they all ran around together and they had great support systems around them and they just grew. And uh, they grow at different spe- speeds, okay? Their golf games progressed at different times. Uh, but then we were very disappointed. They were very disappointed that we didn't get the job done last year at home It's at, at, at Jimmy. And um, last summer, you know, looking and watching him out at Jimmy Austin, knowing where they went to play, I knew that the mindset was there that let's, let's get this done. And I, I'm, they came up with the idea of unfinished business, okay? And uh, uh, so that's the way they approached it. And August, oh yeah, the, the, the day after, uh, after Labor Day, uh, that's when we started workouts. And the first one in the gym, I'm, I'm sure it was Denon just because he gets up at 4.30 in the morning. But uh, whether it was or he wasn't, it doesn't make a difference. They were there. They were ready to go. And then you look at the, you know, the, the big eyes of the freshman, right? And Benson wasn't even able to work with us because he was in the marching band at Norman High, okay, last fall, okay? And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, he was the other end of the football field with, with the band, and we were down working out on the other end. So uh, It's changed a little bit. Yeah, it's changed a little bit. Yes, it's, it's a little bit different now. So, and that's, you know, I'm not disparaging anything. It was just what he did, right? And, and he walked into this situation. Um, so uh, watching them grow, that's a key part of this. And then realizing how serious they were. I mean, when it's 20 degrees outside, and it's 6:45, and I'm sitting in the parking lot at Norman High, uh, by the gym, by the by the by the weight room, waiting for them to show up, and I'm not the first one there. That kind of says it all, right there. These golfers, uh, obviously, tracking down a state championship. Uh, we can talk uh, before we take a timeout, Coach, about what's next for your program. These golfers, what's what's next for these golfers, Coach? Well, I will I will I will say this: that we were invited. Um, to play uh, in the national high school coach, high school championship. Uh, this is year four of it. Uh, this year it's going to be at PGA uh, Frisco, the new facility down there that's got a senior a senior uh, PGA coming here just ne- next week. And uh, so um, uh, the group accepted. And so in July of seven, July seventeenth through nineteenth, uh, the five that uh, that played at the state championship. Um, they'll be uh, be playing for that national high school championship against other state champions from across the country. There's 41 teams, so it's a big it's a big field, um, and it's going to be really exciting. And um, when it was over, I said, "Guys, we're going to get this invitation. Do y'all want to do it?" And they said, "Yes." You know, one more chance to do it to do another thing again. I mean, why not? Let's let's just go do it one more time. So uh, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. The the Tigers at PGA Frisco, very, very cool against obviously some incredible competition, no doubt. And then for your program, Coach, what's next uh, for Norman? We, we heard from some of the key figures that will be still around here next, uh, next year and beyond, but what's next, Coach? Well, they'll all have very aggressive summers. Um, the, all the guys coming back, and, and, you know, Cade's not here with us today, Maddox, Cade, these four. 
We've got some other players uh, on the team that played this year, um, mostly JV events, but you know they're they're very serious about it as well. We've got incoming freshmen. Um, we've got to have a large incoming freshman class and, and have had some talent. Um, so how they these four though, they uh, they have to get better this summer. You know Benson alluded to what he had to do. Uh, Benson, Cade, Maddox. All of them need to get physically stronger. Um, Sebastian has to continue to work on conditioning, yes, re kind of getting his body like he wants it to, for the grind, uh, but his is more of a, of a golf side of it. Um, so they have to do that this summer to get ready, okay? Uh, we'll have goals for them, you know, what they need to weigh by the end of the year, by the end of December, how much weight they need to put on, how much stronger they need to be, what their, you know, body mass is, those type of things. We'll have those. Um, uh, as far as the younger ones coming in, they've got to figure out what it's like. Okay? <laughs> Indeed. So that's, that's what will happen, and it will happen on the day after Labor Day. Well, that'll be so much fun to watch, Coach. Uh, seriously, congratulations to you, Coach, uh, individually and to uh, all of the Tigers, a state championship history. Uh, amazing to get to be a part of that, and thank you for giving us a, a little bit of a front-row seat to it, Coach. Finished business. That's right. Yes, finished sir. business. Uh, finished now. Not No longer unfinished. <laughs> Coach, uh, thanks. Uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, okay? Appreciate it. Thanks. thanks for having us. The Norman Tigers, state champions. We'll take a timeout. Hour number two is next right here on The Ref. <laughs> 